Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Statesman Sports Desk Podcast. My name is Jason Walker, uh, joined by co-host Jacob Nielsen. And uh, we are also joined by Utah State University women's basketball head coach, Kayla Ard. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll go to Kayla first. I'll skip you, Jacob. Uh, how you doing, coach? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. We're stoked to have you on, coach. I, I yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of good things about you guys. I don't know if there's too many good things to say. I know Jaden knows us, so he might have said a few good things about us. He's actually been on the podcast himself. That was That was a while ago, though. Wow. Yeah, that's who they came from. So uh, I guess you guys have to give him his props for saying good things about you guys. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to give him the five dollars for a uh, yeah, good PR fee. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I've been looking forward to talking to you because um, one thing I've been kind of waiting for the the women's basketball program hasn't uh, hasn't been as successful as as uh, the men's basketball program or even um, just some of the other programs in general. And with the hiring of a new head coach, it kind of represents a, you know, turning over the new leaf or turning a new page or whatever the uh, typical sayings are. So uh, I've been excited to kind of talk to you and get an idea of where you plan on going with this program. Obviously the, the general idea is to go up, but like what you want to try and do with the program to get it to, uh, get it to a good place and perhaps take it uh, places this program's never been before. Um, so I guess kind of just the, the first question I was thinking of asking here is just when you came in back in, uh, what was it, March or something like that? Um, yeah, March. So like, what, what was the first thing you were trying to accomplish with the team? Like when you walked into your office your first day, like what were the things you were trying to accomplish as you headed into the late spring into the summer? Yeah, I guess for me, it was, um, you know, taking over the program was obviously a, a big challenge, um, like you talked about. You know, they they won two games in the Mountain West last year. Um, like you said, there's only one way to go from there. So um, I love a good challenge, and it, it, it uh, obviously was a really good challenge to take over. And, um, uh, you know, a big reason I came here was because of uh, John Hartwell and my relationship with him and knowing him in the past. And um, initially, as soon as I took the job um, – you know, that's, that answer is pretty simple. I, I came here to win. So um, uh, to do that immediately, you know, I got to change the culture. And so I knew that meant I needed to get um, a couple different players in here, but also I needed to get a really good staff around me um, that was on the same page and, and that could help me get there. And they had the same vision for the program that I did um, and didn't see the two wins. You know, they saw what, we, what would come this year and the next year and the year after that and what type of recruits we can get and the culture and the way we can change it and turn it into a winning culture. So um, that was what I saw initially, uh, but I think it all, all comes with, uh, with changing the culture and, and just changing the mindset of the players that are here and, and not just the players, but the, um, the fans that are here, Aggie Nation, you know, like you said, the program hasn't been very successful in the past, and, and uh, we really plan on changing that and, and changing everybody's mind about this program. So um, it was a challenge for sure, but uh, it's definitely doable, and we're really excited to be here. So uh, we're just working on changing that culture right now into a winning culture. Yeah. Coach, what has it been like? You rolled in here during a, a global pandemic that's still ongoing. What has it been like to um, hire your coaching staff and find some of these new recruits and doing that with all the stipulations and the, everything that comes with, uh, with COVID-19? 
Yeah, this is a super interesting time for uh, to take over a job, uh, not only a head coaching job, but my first head coaching job. So it's been very, very interesting. Um, you know, it all started right when I flew over here for the first time. So it was um, very unexpected. Obviously, there's been some different challenges um, thrown at me, thrown at the staff, uh, thrown at the players, uh, thrown at the athletic department, obviously. So um, it, it's been very, very different. Um, I, I'm trying to do the best I can do to learn from it and use it as a good experience and, and grow from it um, as my staff and the players and the athletic department. So, um, but it, it's been hard. You know, we signed four kids that we didn't get to bring on campus, um, that we didn't get to sit down with our parents in person, that, you know, everything was virtual. We had to show them virtual tours of the campus. Um, so that was really interesting. I had to do the same thing when I was hiring a staff. Um, I had to send them videos of their office and of the campus and um, of the athletic department and stuff like that. So it was, it was a very uh, different time, but I, I, you know, I try to find good in everything and figure out a way to grow from everything. So I think it's actually made me think outside the box a little more on different ways to recruit and, and um, you know, the way that I hired the staff, it kind of helped us with, what we could do to sign players. So it actually kind of turned into a positive thing um, for us. After I went through it with the staff, I, I used that and said, hey, this was a great tool that I used to get one of these coaches here and, you know, show them how great this place was so I can use this to get a player here. So we kind of turned the negative into a positive and, and we're just trying to do that moving forward with the whole COVID-19 thing. So uh, I had a thought. So when you're giving players a tour of campus. Did you even tour campus yourself? Like, how do you, like, how No, you I had <laughs> – <laughs> no, I hadn't. I was, uh, so when I was, I was trying to find these uh, videos of campus and I would find one and be outdated. So then I'm contacting our media department to get an updated one. And so then I'm walking through, it's really funny because I'm walking through the facility and I'm like, well, this is my office and blah, blah, blah. And I talk a little bit and then I go, this is our locker room. It was like the first time I'd been in the locker room. And so it, it was really funny actually, but, um, it was great for me too. see there another learning experience. I got to, uh, do the tour myself. So we, it was, you know, I, I took the job and like two days later, I had a commitment from a grad transfer. So things just happened really, really quick. Um, I took my time a little bit more on the staff than I did the players because I, I knew uh, we had a kid transferring, um, an international kid that was good. And I was like, we got to replace this kid quick. So as that process started going, a second we would get a scholarship open, it was, hey, I got to fill this. So um, I didn't really have time. I didn't have time to tour the campus. I didn't have time to go check out all the facilities before I had to show them to someone else. So um yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, I did I didn't know where I was going on campus, so um, if the videos are all chopped up, that's probably why because I had no idea where I was going. <laughs> so, uh, as far as the um, like as far as the players go, when you were recruiting, were those like already established connections that you were like jumped on immediately? Because uh, a lot of them were you know junior college uh, and uh, grad transfers. That seems to be a pool you've reached into before. Um, as an assistant coach, is that something you just trying to went to right away because you knew you kind of needed to get a bunch of players and quick? Yeah, it was really interesting. I ended up having four scholarships, um, and believe it or not, I did not have a connection with any of the players um, that I signed. It was uh, the the grad transfer, um, Jess Chapman, you know, the transfer portal's out there now, and so um, I knew we needed some experience. Our team's really, really young. Um, when I was looking at the roster, we were really, really young. And I took the time and went through and watched film on every single player on the team so I could be very, very honest with everybody on the team. Hey, you're going to fit the system great. Hey, you're, you're not going to fit the system that great. And if you end up wanting to transfer, I understand that. You know, and I, I didn't cut anybody. I gave everybody the option. So um, the kids that decided to transfer, that was, that was their 
voice to do so. And I respected that. And it just happens that way sometimes in this business. Um, you know, you get a new coaching staff and they get a new system. So that maybe they don't want to play in it or whatever. Um, so, no, I, I didn't actually have any of these recruits established. I was not recruiting any of these players at Denver. Um, it was really interesting. It was just, you know, ears back, just, uh, you know, no so grind. I was just like, we got to, we got to get some kids and we got to get some, some players. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've dabbled in Juco in the past. Obviously I played at junior college and then I, no, I was just, I, uh, I, I coached at Juco for a while. So I, I have some relationships there, but I, um, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't on these kids at all. Um, the, the grad transfer was in the transfer portal and I found some film on her and she had started out at BYU and then uh, went to Southern Utah and, she just really, uh, the way she shoots it from the outside and her athletic ability, she can go inside or outside, and that's really our kind of players. And then um, I wanted to get a point guard, and she was. we found a tall point guard down in Daytona um, at a JUCO. And then um, the other two junior college kids that we got in were just really, really athletic and um, really versatile in their positioning. And so it was just I got on the phone with them, got on FaceTime with them, um, with their, them, their parents, and uh, – I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I got really lucky, really, really blessed. Um, and, and some reason they said yes. So <laughs> I don't know. Now we're here. And so as uh, you, know, you mentioned players fitting the system or not, obviously you have a very um, fast paced system. You mentioned your know, versatility or athleticism in particular. How well do you feel like the roster currently fits your system? Uh, do you feel like that it fits it well, or is this kind of be going to be a maybe two, three year process where, uh, you know, you slowly bring in some recruits who fit your system a little bit better. Yeah, I am a very, very impatient person um, when it comes to something like winning. So, so I, I really have no interest in waiting two or three years to get where we want to go. So I understand things don't happen overnight and we're going to trust the process and, and do what we got to do to get where we're going. But um, we want to, we want to make a big splash quickly. And uh, you know, we got goals set for this year. And so the roster that we currently have now with the mix of the four kids that we brought in, it gives us that athletic ability and that versatility. And then it gives us the what the old system had with their the previous coaching staff you know they had they had some shooters and they had so it's great to be able to mix those kids in so we have a really really good mix now um the energy and the excitement in practice is unbelievable the kids are playing together really really good the um the chemistry is really good they're really bonding with each other so um i'm really excited about the roster you know i i think we got a really good mix and um and i i think uh the new kids complement the the, the kids that are coming back and the kids that are coming back complement the new kids. So it's, it's a great mix. We're, we're really, really excited about the roster. Coach, I love uh, your mentality of uh, let's go out and win. Let's uh, not waste any time. Um, but uh, I know one of the, the roadblocks with that, something that's kind of played Utah State maybe for the past couple of years, especially the women's basketball program, um, is a lot of kids, um, they transfer. They transfer for – maybe what they think are bit bigger and better opportunities or whatnot. And that's something that uh, probably needs to change. So how, how do you create a culture where kids want to stay and kids want to help um, grow the program and stay all four years? Yeah, I think that's definitely been a, an issue here. Um, and it happens more and more, you know, with the transfer portal and now they're, you know, they can transfer without sitting out type thing. And there's a, you know, waiver for this and an appeal for this and all this. So it's, it's, uh, that's definitely an issue that's going on um, in men's and women's basketball. But, you know, I think that stuff is taken care of off the court, um, the relationship you develop with the players. And if a kid's happy somewhere, they're not going anywhere. Um, and you're not going to be able to make 15 kids happy. You know, we got 15 scholarships. And it's unlikely that you're going to have 15 kids that are happy. So some kids 
may transfer, but when it's your top kids that are transferring to go to a bigger, better school, if you will, um, you know, that's not good. And that, that, I think that falls on, um, what was the culture like? What was the relationship like, um, with the coaching staff? And, and I don't know, maybe it was different. Um, I can't speak for the last half and, and why these kids transferred. They didn't, but, um, for us, we just, we're really focused on, our culture, um, the way we care about the kids, the relationship we have with the kids. Uh, you know, I, I tell them I love them. Um, I'll tell them that in the huddle at the end of practice. I'll, I'll, you know, our arms are around each other. We care about each other. We love each other. And and we're not – our staff is – we got a young staff, and we're just not um, – They our kids know the boundaries. They know the limits, but they also know we love them, we care about them, we'll cut up with them, and, and they know when to turn it on and when they can turn it off. So I – I think when you got a culture like that, um, you won't see nearly as many kids leaving, um, especially your top kids, your kids that are playing the most or, you know, your star players or whatever you want to call them. So um, it's definitely been a problem in the past, but that's not really something that we anticipate going on here um, just because we're so focused on our relationship that we're building with the kids. So coach, you mentioned, uh, you know, trying to win right away, being impatient. And I know in your, your first interview that you did with the athletic department, you mentioned one of your goals is to finish in the top half of the conference, if I remember correctly. So Correct. kind of walk me through how this team, you know, got a bit of a hodgepodge roster, new guys or new people, some returning people. How does this team, given where it's been the last couple of years, make that jump? Obviously it's possible. We saw Craig Smith do kind of with the men's team. So how does the women's team kind of make that same jump as far as struggling program to being a, at least an above average program. Yeah, you know, Craig didn't do me any favors coming in here in his first two years, um, just cutting the nets down the first two years. He he kind of he kind of set me up there, but uh, but um, no, that guy's awesome. I love him and staff. They've done an amazing job um, and really given us something to aim for, obviously. But uh, it's definitely possible. I think the energy um, has to change, obviously, and it has from day one. Um, our players feel our energy from the jump and. And we do have big goals. We want to finish in the top half of the conference. You know, when we – I don't know if we're playing a full schedule at this point um, with everything that's going on. But, you know, our goal was to double the wins from last year. And they won eight games. So we want to we want to win 16, If you know, obviously, if we play a whole season. But um, we, we have big goals. But I think one big thing is getting the kids to believe in the goals. Um, and, and the team was kind of broken when we got here. And, and again, that comes with the relationship building that we're doing. And – um, just the time. It takes time to spend time with the kids and get to know them, let them get to know you. And um, of course, you got to do the work on the court and we're doing that. But I think there's a lot more to it um, than that side of it. So we're, uh, you know, we're really getting after it in practice. Uh, I think something that's really going to benefit us and help us and make the jump is that I am a first time, you know, head coach and nobody knows what we're going to do. So um, at least in the beginning of the season, you know, no one has any idea what we're going to be doing, what we're, how we're going to play, what we're going to do on offense, what we're going to do on defense, aside from you know, what we've talked about, but nobody will have any film on us. Um, obviously we got a ton of new kids um, with all the freshmen coming in and then the four new kids that we brought in. So there's just going to be a lot of, um, it's going to be a very different program. It's going to look very, very different um, than what it's looked like in the past. So I think if we're focused on the right things and the kids are, are uh, on board with the, uh, with the staff and on board with our goals, which they are, and they, they want to work for it, then, then I think we can get there and, and we're going to lose some games and we're going to win some games and it's going to be up and down. But um, like I said, it's not going to happen overnight, but we uh, we're very, very, very focused on where we want to go. And the kids have really bought into that. So um, 
yeah, Craig's done an amazing job. I don't know if we can do that. I hope we can, but I know that's what we're aiming for. Um, you know, he set the, he set the bar really high and, and, um, I don't back, I don't back down from anything. So we're going to try to do what Craig did. Let's do it. Um, so, so yeah, I think the kids are definitely on board with it and, and we're definitely headed in the right direction there. So uh, have you gotten to work with the full team? I know you've had some of the, uh, some of the girls in for individual workouts or small groups. Uh, have you had a, a full team practice yet? Um, almost we've, uh, we had a full team practice except for our, our one international kid because she was stuck in Germany. Um, and then when we let the kids go home for a little while, so then when they came back, they are all quarantined at different times. And, um, so <laughs> really interesting, but, uh, tomorrow we will almost have a full team practice. I think we'll be missing one kid, two kids. Maybe we got one kid getting her wisdom teeth out. So it's kind of, um, close but not not completely but it is really nice to have you know enough out there to go five on five it's nice to have enough out there to um, go over some offensive stuff or run a full shell drill on defense or so it's it's close but we haven't actually had all 16 kids out there on the court together at one time uh, and healthy and you know released and cleared and all that stuff at one time but uh almost not quite though (laughs) So uh, are there any players you feel like have, have stood out? Or are there any players you're expecting to step up this upcoming season? Uh, at least, you know, early impressions. I don't know how much you can pull from your early practice, but what are your, kind of your thoughts on the players so far? Yeah, it's so, um, you know, there's always kids that kind of stand out to you. And then it's really, it's really funny because as a coach, you're like, oh, man, I'm so impressed with such and such. And then the game's starting, you're like, what is wrong with such, you know, same kid, you're like, what's going on with her? So you really don't know until the games get around, but there's definitely been some, um, some players that, that stand out and, uh, you know, that, that we, that we're impressed with and, you know, some, some players that we're like, okay, we got to work on this with, but, but uh, the main thing that we've been so impressed with overall is the the energy and the chemistry the kids have, the way they pick each other up and, um, it, that's been really, really amazing. Uh, you know, the, the Juco point guard that we brought in, uh, Paris Williams, we, we actually named her a captain yesterday. She's been phenomenal and we've been really, really impressed with her, um, with her leadership skills, with her, uh, her talking and, um, just her IQ that she goes, she brings it every day, you know, and she's, uh, she, she's just, she's the type of kid you want as a captain. And, um, and she's, so she's been really, really awesome. Um, we really enjoy being around Emmy. I love the way she shoots the ball, love her size. Um, you know, we just got Ellie back. I've only had her in practice for like three days. So she was stuck in Germany for a while. So um, who knows about that? But uh, she's, uh, I love her energy on defense. Um, and then some of the kids just haven't been in practice that much. But our freshman class, I love. Kinley can really, really shoot the ball. I mean, really shoot the ball. So I love that we got a local kid that can really light it up. And um, Hallie's another Utah kid that's just so impressive. And then, and then you know, the kids we brought in, Jess Chapman, the grad transfer, she's she's so mature. Um, she's so mature, and we love that. So having that maturity out there is great. Uh, Bree Matthews is an absolute beast um, on the boards, her athletic ability, her scoring ability. She's she's just really, really good. But, you know, I could talk about every single one of them, every single kill on the team. There have been different days when we've been impressed with, with this one and that one. And, um, you know, Amit's work ethic is unbelievable. So we could t- – I mean, I could talk about every single kill on the team, but uh, – the, the main thing is the way that they're coming together, the way they pick each other up. You know, when you, when you got a kid that's dropping her head and another kid says, Hey, I believe in you. I, you got it. That, that type of stuff happening on the court without a coach telling them to do it is uh, that's special. And that's, that's brewing for something really special happening in the future. So, um, 
Yeah, we, we I, I love them. All of them, I love all of them. But um, to pick out just one or say who's going to do this, who's going to do that, but we're not really there yet. We, we, don't, we don't even know who would be starting. If we had a game right now, I have no idea because we just hadn't had them out there enough to really make a, you know, a, a decision on stuff like that yet. Coach, you mentioned uh, Kinley Fallsleff and how you've gotten a couple of local players since you've been here. Um, it looks like only four girls on the team are from Utah and three of them are freshmen. Was that something, was that a focus on maybe getting more local talent uh, onto the team? I know the number one goal is winning and you're going to get the best players from wherever, but is there a method of cultivating these relationships with more people locally? And is that going to be a plan going forward? Yeah, strangely enough, I mean, those, the freshmen were already signed. I mean, they were already here, but um, they're, the kid Hallie, I recruited her at Denver. This is a really funny story. I recruited her at Denver and I was trying to talk to her and I followed her around in July for seven straight days. And cause she plays for uh, Colorado premier, which is um, Keith Van Horn's team. And he and I are good friends and I've recruited from him in the past. And um, so he has a ton of Utah kids on his team. And so I have a great relationship with him. And, and I, I, so I wait till the period's over and I call, I'm like, Oh my God, I love this kid. I want this kid at Denver, blah, blah. blah. So he's like, well, here's her number. And <laughs> she shot me down so hard and she, cause she didn't want to go, she didn't want to go out of state. Um, so <laughs> it's so funny. The first conversation I had with her, I said, Hey, do you remember um, shooting me down when I was at Denver? And she was just so like laughing. I mean, it was so funny. So it's just really funny because now I get to coach her here and she's just so my kind of kid. Um, you know, she can play the wing, she can play the post. She's just so versatile. She can really shoot it. And um, so, so anyways, it's just, a, that's a funny story, but yeah, we're going to recruit from wherever. I would obviously love to recruit in state. Um, you know, I already have that relationship with Keith and his program um, and they're so well-respected They're They're loaded with talent, um, ton of Utah kids there. And then um, Natalie Williams program um, is obviously really, really popular and great program and just really good players. And, um, I already have a relationship with her. So, um, and that's where it meets from. Um, she played for that program. So um, obviously it helps that we got those relationships already and we're going to recruit from there and, you know, getting in state talent obviously helps your fan base. You know, you got, you got people right here that want to jump behind you and, uh, and that's obviously helpful, but yeah, of course, at the end of the day, we want to win and we'll get players from where we've got to get them from to do that. But um you know, it was really hard right when we got here to try to get in-state players. I mean, we signed four kids within a span of two weeks. And so we kind of, we needed the maturity. That's why we went the JUCO route and the grad transfer route. But, you know, moving forward, we're working on developing the relationships in the community and um, getting to know the high school coaches and the, and the club team coaches and stuff. So I'm, I'm hoping that people will jump behind us and see what we're doing here and um, seeing the culture change. And, and hopefully we can get some good local talent here on the team. But, but yeah, I'm with you. You know, we'll get players from wherever we have to, to, to get this thing turned around. So you mentioned cultivating local talent and also the community in general. I know one of the things that's kind of plagued the, the program is attendance. It's not been that great. And some of it's, probably a lot of it has to do with the fact the team hasn't won a whole lot. Is that something that you've talked about with uh, John Hartwell and other people in the athletics program is to get people to come to the games? And, and I know, I know this year that might be really tricky, but uh, is that something you've talked to you about as far as getting people to come to the games and, you know, getting behind this squad? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've, I went right when I got here, I wasn't able to do anything. Um, so I was like, okay, well, one area of focus is obviously getting the attendance up. So I've, I've went out in the community and been out in the community so much um, since I got here. And this community has been absolutely unbelievable to me. Um, 
since the day I got here. Uh, every person I see, every person I meet has been overly welcoming to me um, and what we're trying to do here with the program. The support has been just just breathtaking. I, I can't even um, explain it. You know, I uh, I was very, very lucky to, to get in with um, Jim Lobb and his wife, Carol, and um, and I've met with him numerous times and he has thrown a ton of support behind our program already, which is unbelievable. You know, I hadn't coached one game here yet and for him to um, already be supporting us the way he is, it's just really, really unbelievable. So um, this community has been awesome. And I think that them being able to see a coach out in the community that way, I think that we're gaining fans. Um, we haven't done anything yet. You know, we hadn't coached one game, but there's so many people telling us we can't wait to come to the games. And, and like you said, I don't even know if that's going to be possible this year, but um you know, I think, I think the community is really behind us and, uh, and our department's done an amazing job getting stuff out there, whether it's social media or, um, you know, podcast or whatever it is to, um, to get me out there, our staff out there, our players out there. So I think, I think the change has already happened. I think that uh, people are really behind the program, want to be behind the program. People obviously love Utah State athletics here. They love sports, you know, they will support sports if, um, if you put it out there, you know, and you're part of the community. And so I've really tried to focus on doing that and, and being part of this community. And I absolutely love it here. So um, I, uh, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a change that, that people have wanted to see for a long time and, and they're going to get behind that. But you got to ask yourself, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg, you know, we need to win games and um, to do that, we need to play games. So hopefully we get to play and then um, hopefully we can win. And, and uh, as that happens, I feel like the attendance will, will build and, and it'll get better and better as we go. But uh but yeah, I'm not, I'm not really, I've definitely talked to John about it. Um, and I've talked to people in the community about it, but I'm not really worried about the attendance. I think that that will grow and grow and grow as we win more games and as people get to know us more. And, and, uh, but John Hartwell has been amazing. He's definitely behind women's basketball and supports women's basketball and is putting a lot of, uh, a lot of resources and a lot of effort into making this program great. So uh, I think we're in a really good spot. Coach, I want to ask you about um, some of your personal experience. You've been coaching for several years you've been an assistant all over the country you've done a ton of recruiting um including last year in denver you were the you were the interim head coach for 11 games um what has all this experience all this knowledge you've accumulated over the years how has this prepared you to be in this spot where you're finally the head coach at a made at a division one program yeah you know this is this is a dream come true obviously i um you know, I had some opportunities along the way and, and I've, I've been fortunate to be under some, uh, some really good head coaches and learn a ton. And, and, uh, so I'm very grateful for every experience that I, that I encountered along the way, but, um, you know, getting here, it, it's a dream come true. You know, I, I've, uh, this place is beautiful. You couldn't ask for a, a, you know, more beautiful scenery, more beautiful place. Like I was just talking about the community here has been so welcoming to me. So it's more than just getting a head coach job is getting the right head coaching job and and this was definitely it you know I I feel like I'm home here I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be and and uh so you know a lot of that comes with with athletic director John and and I met him a long time ago when I was at Troy for as an assistant my first division one job and so uh you know he kind of followed my career and so you just never know who's watching you never know who's following your career and um so you know you just keep working and and then things have to happen for you and you have to get a little lucky sometimes and you just have to keep working hard and hope somebody sees it. And, and so I, I was really honored that, um, that I was considered for this job and then chosen to lead this program. So I, I, um, you know, I wouldn't be here if I didn't feel like I was ready. I've had some opportunities along the way when I wasn't ready and, uh, and I didn't take them uh, or the job wasn't right. It wasn't the right fit. And um, I think choosing the right job over a job is, is really, really important. It's really, really key. And um, 
this was hands down, no doubt in my mind, this was the right job for me at the right time. And, uh, and I'm ready, I'm ready to do it. And, and I don't know everything and I'm not, uh, I'm not perfect and I will not have all the answers, but I know I'll find the answers and I'll work hard to, to be the best I can be for, for every player that's on this team and, and the, the coaches and the community and the athletic department and the, the school. So I, uh, I'm ready to be here and, and uh, I'm really looking forward to, to growing and learning. I, I still think, um, you know, I still think I have a lot of that to do and, and I'm excited to do that and I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be here. So are there any things you've learned as far as being a head coach and I had the 11 games to be an interim head coach and now you're, you know, solidified as the, as the head coach here. Like, are there any things that you've had experiences where you've just kind of had to learn things and uh, what, what things have you learned as being a head coach? Yeah, I think, I think the, um, the best way to describe becoming a head coach, taking the jump from an assistant to a head coach is um, I'm not a parent. But I, I feel like when people have a baby, they say, oh, yeah, you think you're ready to have a baby. And then you have a baby and um, you have no idea what you're doing. Um, so I, I feel like uh, I'm an aunt and I'm a great aunt and I know how to do that. And, um, you know, but if I had a baby right now, I'd be lost, you know, and I'd have to figure it out as I went. And, and things would happen and occur that I would think I was ready for that maybe I wasn't. So that's probably the best analogy I can give to what it feels like to taking over um, a program as a head coach. Uh, I, you know, you can work for it, you can train for it and you can, you know, study and prepare and, but until you do it, things are going to happen, you know, until you do it, you you can't experience some things. So um, I think a specific example when, you know, when I took over at Denver, I, I got stuck in so many late game situations, the timeout advance, timeout advance, timeout advance. And uh, so <laughs> it was, uh, it was, just, it was almost laughable because, you know, we didn't have a lot of those earlier in the season. And then I take over and it's just like, time out advance with eight seconds on the clock and I, you know, I'm drawing something up. And so um, I think that was really good for me because I spent a ton of time um, studying that and making sure I had stuff in my, in my arsenal and in my brain. And Hey, for this, for this, I'll do this. And, you know, if we need a three, we got this, we need to go inside. We got this. So um, I think I learned a lot there um, as far as a specific example. I think that was, that was good for me um, to, to have that happen to me, you know, but, but there's a ton of things that I learned along the way. And, and honestly, my time at Denver before I became a head coach was great for me because my, my head coach there just really put me in situations to, to prepare and to be ready to, to take on things as a head coach. But, you know, all this stuff that's happening right now in the world with the COVID and all that stuff, nobody's prepared for that, man. They got head coaches that have been doing this for 20 years. that don't know what they're doing right now. So um, nobody can really prepare for things like that. I think you just have to go through them, but, uh, but yeah, there's, there's, uh, I'm, I, I learned a lot in those 11 games at Denver and I still got a lot to learn. So, you know, it'll be a learning process as we go, but, uh, but it's, it's been really great so far. And, and I'm just looking forward to, to moving forward and keep getting better every day. So I, I want to ask you questions. This will be kind of out of the blue. It's going back to the players. Cause you know, I asked by the players and you talked about, you know, Bree Matthews and uh, Jessica Chapman and a few of the others. There's one that you didn't mention, but I've been, I've been really curious about her um, for about a year. It's, it's Shiloh Latone. Um, where when I first, uh, when she transferred in at the beginning of last year, she sat up when I looked her up to, you know, learn a little bit more. I was, you know, writing the, the article about her transferring in and I, I looked up her high school stats and after I looked up, up her high school stats, I had to pick up my job off the floor. Uh, cause she averaged like something like 36 points a game and yeah. well, scored like 76 in a single game. And I'm just like that it doesn't really compute because I've, I've followed boys in the girls high school sports here in the Valley. And I have not seen a single player even remotely capable of, 
of doing something like that. And I've followed Division One players um, or players who are going Division One, Kinley, and uh, there's also a kid at Skyview, uh, Mason Falslev. So like, I was curious, like, what are your thoughts on her as far as um, kind of impressions of her? Obviously, her scoring ability is probably the most uh, notable aspect of her, but you know, what's it been like seeing her in practice? Or has she been in practice? I guess I should ask that first. Yeah, I would love to talk to you about her, but I, I've barely had her on the court, uh, like literally a few days. I ha- I've barely had her on the court. So I, 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 I feel the same way. I've watched a ton of film on her. And, I mean, she can really shoot the ball, which would bid well for our, our program. Um, you know, we shoot a lot of threes. So that's going to that's gonna help her. So, um, but, I, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I, I can't really talk about her because I haven't got to see her on the court very much. Um, she she will be back in practice tomorrow, so I'll uh, I'm excited to have her back out there. But uh, yeah, I've I've only had a few practices with her, so unfortunately, I, I can't really I can't really speak on it. But I've seen the same thing you've seen in film, and, and I think she's got a cannon on her. All right, I, I guess we'll have to I'll have to wait a little longer. Yeah, because that's that's just been something that's kind of been stewing in the back of my mind all year. Like, there's this player on the bench who averaged like dang near 40 points a game in, in high school I wonder what that'll be like in college so yeah but I, I guess like everything <laughs> yeah. else we'll just have to wait for the season um yeah we'll see so has that been like something that's really hard for you because you get here in March and then you know you, you mentioned being impatient again so like has that been kind of the hardest thing is waiting for the season which will start uh what, what is the point like right now like November or October yeah, it's it's tough waiting. Um, you know, like I said, I this is an opportunity I've I've wanted for a very long time and, and I tried to be I tried to be patient to take the right job and so then I get here and the whole COVID thing's happening and so I can't even meet my team in person for however long. I don't even remember how long it was and um so it's it's been really hard, you know, it's been really hard and and uh like I said, we still hadn't had our entire team on the court, you know, for like our, all sixteen of them in one day on the court. So it's um, that makes it tough. Obviously it's just, a, it's just a waiting game, but, um, you know, I'm just trying to take it day by day and go with it. Uh, because it's, it's, it's hard for me. Yeah. But it, it's really hard for our kids. You know, the, their normalcy is all messed up. It's all over the place. So, um, just trying to be the best I can be for them. Um, and, and, uh, you know, be as patient as I can be with it and it'll happen. We'll, we'll get there and then it'll be great. And we'll look back and uh, laugh about it or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, it's definitely been hard waiting. Um, you know, but, Hopefully we don't have that much longer to wait and we can, we can get back to games here, hopefully in November. So uh, we're, we're supposed to be getting word on that soon, I hope. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that, that is definitely the number one thing that I've just been waiting for is just I want the season to start. I want to see some college basketball again. We got the NBA, although then my team got kicked out of the playoffs. So now I've got to <laughs> wait for, uh, for Utah State basketball. So hopefully we'll see something good. Um, that's about all the questions I had. Jacob, did you have anything else you wanted to – talk to coach about coach Aaron, I don't have anything else from you but I I'm really excited to to watch your girls take the court this year and uh, I've been impressed with everything I've seen thus far I mean obviously there's been no games played yet but uh, I know that me and Jason and the university were really excited to for you to take over the program and we're excited to see where you can take it I appreciate it guys thank you guys for your support and uh, you guys come out you want to come to practice or something come out anytime and uh, put your mask on but come on out and watch practice if you want.